You're listening to the number one podcast for Olive Branch and Eastern DeSoto County. This is OB Pod. Morning, Cash. Morning, Zach. How we doing, brother? Oh, enjoying the best day ever. Nice and refreshed. How are you doing? Uh, it's good to have you back, man. Nothing against Derek last week, which, by the way, thank you, Derek, for joining us. It was uh, very nice of him to fill in your shoes. Uh, but it didn't feel the same. It didn't have that same homey feel, you know? No, it, it was weird to click on the OB pod, see it in the thing, and then just not hear my voice, which I'm always grateful. I don't know how people let me talk, but I'm grateful that some do enjoy hearing my voice. <laughs> but it's nice to be back in the seat talking to you. And hey, how was your week? Uh, it's pretty good, man. I can't complain. Uh, it, was a, it was kind of a scary night last night. I lost my uh, sleeping companion last night. My yeah. wife kicked me out. Oh, man. uh, Because my daughter said she would prefer to sleep in my bed with my wife since they knew a storm was coming. Um, And so, of course, I just meant that I got to hang out upstairs and play video games longer, you know, hang out with some cousins and, you know. My team Apex, whatever you want to call it. I was about and, to say, did y'all get any wins? Uh, man, a lot of second places. It was, it was pretty disastrous. You know, I take that back. We did win one time. Okay. Know? I was about yeah. to say, always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Yeah. But at least you got it once. <laughs> yeah. So then the new internet helps you out a little bit because I was a little worried with how it can be out here in a storm, especially. Man, so. The internet is fantastic. That North Central Connect is a thousand meg. It is legit. We have like 10 things going on all the time. Doesn't even skip a beat. Yeah. We were sitting at the apartment and we were just watching the storm. This rain get a little bit harder? The wind go crazy? We were watching some kind of TV show, and then we're like, is that the sirens, or is that the movie? No, it, it was the actual tornado sirens going on and Scary off for stuff, man. about an hour. You know, in Arkansas, a nursing home got flattened, and one person died, and then, oh, horrible in Kentucky. Uh, the Amazon facility right there, um, like in South Illinois or in Western Kentucky, I'm not positive exactly where, but the roof collapsed and they are suspecting over 50 have died in the tragedy. It's just, it's horrible. The Kentucky governor came out and said it was an awful day for Kentuckians and uh, we pray for those families and anyone affected, you know, right here at the holiday season. That's just, that's just horrible. No. And my brother up in St. Charles, Missouri, the Amazon fulfillment center right next to his house collapsed. And I was just like, my goodness, this is happening all over the place. I know it, man. Amazon so. got them billions of dollars. They need to, uh, I guess, build better buildings. But hey, I don't know. You, you don't you know, get. There's really not such thing as tornado proof when you're building facilities that big. It's just, it's crazy, man. I just, you know, again, just pray I'm for thankful the we're all safe. Yeah. Uh, I, hopefully, no one that in our area got too damaged or anything, and everyone's a okay. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. You know, speaking of our area, Cash, did y'all know that the DeSoto Times-Tribune has its vote out right now for DeSoto County's best? Oh. And you know, one of our advertisers has been voted number one over four times already, and that is Brian Couch of Birch Realty with Team Couch. Guys, if you are in the market to buy or sell a house, the number one team in DeSoto County, which we hope you're voting for again because they have been winning consistently, is Brian Couch. Guys, their team does phenomenal work here in the county. There's not a better realtor team. They are a full-service team. Now, if you know the difference here is this is not just an individual. Believe it or not, it's Brian, Terry, and a few others there who makes up his team. So they're full-service, full-time, all the time. Anytime you call, they're going to take care of you. It doesn't matter, night, day, morning, you name it, they're going to help you out. They have done more closings in this county than probably any realtor team in the last 10 years. Somewhere up for over 25,000. And guys, 
they get the best prices or do the best deals for you every single time. This is one of those companies that's going to fight for you from start to finish. And also, Brian is the type who is going to be really honest with you. He is not going to try to fluff things up just to get a customer and make a money. He wants you to know that you're getting the right advice and you're going to get the best deal and he's going to ensure it. That's why he's the best. Go check him out at teamcouch.com or you can call them at one 442 1700 or call Brian personally at 901-461-7653. Absolutely. Cash, I've got some new jokes this week and a couple more emails and some social media stuff brought my way. I figured you'd get a kick out of them. Well, and I got to say, I'm a little hurt that Derek called these cringeworthy and that he does get a nice little laugh every once in a while, but he was nervous about trying to bring his own or something. Like, these are fantastic. I I, I just don't understand. You know, I think it's one of those things where, you know, it's just anxiety. He can't handle the pressure of delivering a good dad joke. It must have been that. Clearly, that's the only thing I can think of. I mean, I told him it's all in the hair. I mean, like, you know... (laughs) I'm used to having this guy, you know, his, you know, 27 inch golden locks across from me. And he, you know, he don't wrong. He's got longer hair, but nothing like you got, you know, but anyway, I've got three good ones. I even gave him a bonus last week. You did. You know, but Hey, it is what it is, but nice little two for one. That was definitely risque, but, uh, <laughs> I, I did enjoy all of them. There you go. All right, Cash, here we go. Hey, Cash, what do you call a zombie that cooks stir fry? I, I want to go something with brains, but I got, <laughs> I got nothing. It's dead man walking. <laughs> <laughs> oh i i do love that but well done all right hey cash did you notice that daniel craig had gray hair in the latest bond movie i did not that's right he had no time to die <laughs> <laughs> bravo bravo that that is how you do it well, people. You thank you all right cash i'm not happy brother i'm not happy at all what happened i spent over 60 dollars on a new belt and it didn't fit I'd be a little sizeless as well. Like, what, what's going on? There's a huge waste. <laughs> <laughs> I will say I have a huge revelation that I've been trying to push for probably the last five years or so of calling fanny packs waste baskets, and it has wow. not stuck yet. Yeah, like, no, nice try, though. I, I mean, I feel like it would help them out a lot better. You know, that's pretty decent marketing in my... Uh, hey, no, you know what? I mean... <sighs> I, I'm gonna support you. You know, you're not when there you with walk me. away, I'm gonna be like, "What an idiot!" <laughs> <laughs> but uh, man, that is well done. Love the puns. Thank you, everybody who emailed those in. Absolutely fantastic. Oh yeah, no, no, no doubt, no doubt. Really appreciate it, guys. If you're enjoying what you're listening to and you enjoy all that we bring every week, we hope that you're sharing with your friends, especially on our social media platforms. We are on Twitter and Facebook, as well as you can always reach us or let other people know. We have an email at theobpodcast at gmail dot com. Cash, it's that time, man. We're going for our motivational message, and this week, like we did last week, we're going to try to keep it kind of a Christmas theme. And I found this great little audio. Again, another TV sitcom that has a great message with a little humor to it. I was like, this is perfect. It's right in the season. And this one is another show that I grew up with that I absolutely loved. Uh, You know, we watched it every single week. My dad thought it was the best show on television. And that is with Tim, the two-man tailor. That is Home Improvement. Fantastic show. Uh, One of my best friends, Michael Johnson, we nicknamed his dad. Curtis the Toolman Johnsy because he just started doing all these renovations like it was home improvement. We come home and he was doing something new every single day. So it's nice to see that we were teach a younger generation 
about some of the fantastic shows. Oh, there, there's no doubt. I mean, like when I when I see these old clips, man, it brings back good memories and it makes you want to go back and watch the show. You know what I mean? It's just really, really good. Oh, and like for the one we got coming up next week, oh, like, that, dude, that is a show I just dude. started rewatching. Like that, that's a kind of a fall asleep sitcom. Oh my goodness! I, yes, next next week is is on out there, and I can't wait to hear the response from it. But guys, let me set the scene for the for this audio. What you have here is Tim and his wife, and of course they have three sons. And the youngest son is struggling with the idea that he is you know, losing Christmas spirit, or has the question of whether or not Santa Claus is real. And a special visitor comes in, and it's a great little message. It gives you a little humor. And it fits right into the signs of the season. So we're going to go to that audio now. You see, it's, it's the spirit of Santa Claus that really matters. Whether he exists Merry Christmas. Wilson, what are you doing here? The name is Santa. Hello there, Mark. Are you the real Santa? The one and only. That's Wilson. Shh. Santa, would you like some hot chocolate? No, 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 no. Mrs. Claus told me to cut back. Well, still looks like you're packing it in there. Hmm? Maybe swallowed a few too many yams there at Thanksgiving. This is so bogus. Well, even though it's not quite Christmas yet, I thought my little buddy Mark needed an extra helping of Christmas spirit. Should I go get my list? No, there's no need to, Mark. In your heart. <laughs> what I think you really want is a remote controlled dinosaur. Great! It's not even folded. <laughs> Thank you, Santa. Oh, yes. And Mark, don't forget this. What's this? Well, unlike the toy companies with Santa, batteries are included. <laughs> Anything for us, Santa? Well, even though you boys no longer believe in me, Santa brought you a gift anyway. Brad, I've got you a rubber band. <laughs> and Randy, here's a button. <laughs> well, Santa, what'd you bring us? Well, with the hustle and bustle of Christmas, sometimes we get involved in decorating and pageants, and we often forget that the true meaning of Christmas is about coming together and sharing. And that's why I brought you this little reminder. Mistletoe. That's right, Jill. Let's see if it works. Thank you, Santa. <laughs> Don't look at me, man. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Thank you, Santa. Bye, Santa. Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. Bye, Santa. Oh, oh, oh. Thank you. I'll tell you, Jill, sometimes that Wilson is one fine neighbor, huh? You mean that Wilson? Hi ho, neighbor. Huh?
it truly does just bring back fantastic memories. And what a message, because you don't even think that you're dealing with those kinds of things in the 90s. But I mean, we kind of relived the same problems. And it's like, do I want to do the same thing my parents did? What do I do now? People are saying don't necessarily make the expensive gift from Santa because you don't know what parents' kids can do. So it's like, ah, Uh, that's a tough one to do, but I'm glad that we've been dealing with this issue for a long time. Yeah. Now it's one of those situations, Cash, where it reminds you of what the purpose of Christmas Mm -hmm. is. It reminds you what to stay focused on. Questioning things, your challenging faith is not something you need to focus on. You you need to focus on being together, having family, uh, you know, creating memories. It's not about this, that, real, not real, what to do, what not to do. It's about just taking advantage of the time together, Yeah, you know, in the spirit of giving and forgiveness, all that kind of stuff. And so uh, I'm happy that they ha- still have these things. I'm happy I was able to find the audio for it. And we hope everybody enjoyed it like we did. You know, Cash, somebody else that gives to our community, that is Michael Hatcher of Michael Hatcher and Associates. Guys, as always, they are one of our top advertisers and have been with us from the beginning. And they are a phenomenal company right here in Olive Branch that handles so much when it comes to landscape, landscape design, constructions, commercial maintenance, and so many different things. And they are in the market for new employees every single day. Their company is exploding because of how well they're doing. Uh, if you are in the market for a new job, a new career, or you just want to change and work for a company that really is going to appreciate you, who wants to hire you for life, which is their motto. You will have great benefits, great insurance, and a great paycheck with bonuses for just doing your job, which is completely unheard of, especially in the market we have now. You need to go check out HatcherLandscape.com and see what kind of job positions they have open. There is a wonderful, wonderful lady there you can talk to. She handles all the talent acquisition questions and interviews and everything like that, and she can answer anything you can think of. Her name is Gabby, and you can reach her at... You can reach her at 1-662-755-3207. Also, check out HatcherLandscape.com for any other additional questions or issues you might have because they have a lot on that awesome, awesome website for all the services they offer and everything else. Now, Cash, we had an alderman meeting this week, and you know it wasn't what I would call a long one, but it only had a couple big items that I want to talk about. Uh, the first thing is, is that... They have a a new fire truck in town. They do, and they are showing it off with a little bit of gusto, so it's nice to see how that's coming along. Yeah, that, uh, the chrome was real shiny. I think all the Ottoman really appreciated seeing that nice jewel. Um, but I think the highlight of the night was definitely Ken Adams uh, talking about our local heroes. Yes, him doing this mayor award, get putting a little bit of cash in everybody's pocket for just getting recognition that they wouldn't necessarily think that they're getting was a wonderful idea, and I'm glad he was able to get this all together. No doubt. Guys, if you didn't know it, Ken Adams gave the awards to four paramedic along with the lieutenant for their efforts in helping a the carjack victim in Walmart. Um, EMT paramedics Eric Hughes, Jacob Brainy, Jason uh, Penninger, and Kevin Baroni, along with their lieutenant, Hollis Woods, were all given the mayor's award for their for their contribution in this, especially in the line of duty, or as they say, the call of duty. Uh, I think this is extremely special. Like I said, the victim was a former student of mine. Uh, she is alive around today because of their efforts. And it's just another example of how our first responders are phenomenal here in Olive Branch and very thankful that we live here in this community. Yes, thank you for all you do. And I'm glad that we're able to have something that can recognize. And I know you don't do this for any sort of recognition, but it is always nice to get that little bit of extra praise for doing your job. Guys, we're going to get over to our news. And this week of news, we have kind of a wide range or 
plethora or variety, if you want to say. Uh, and some of it's got some good debate and conversations, especially our first thing on the list. Cash, have you heard the story about some parents having a huge debate on the Lewisburg community page on Facebook talking about metal detectors in schools? Now, I have not been doing my absolute best, so I'm sorry you've been telling me a little bit about it. And there was a video going around and I cannot fathom the need of metal detectors in school during our area. But so let me set the let me set the mood here. We had a, a, a parent that has a student goes to Lewisburg Middle School um, who got onto the Facebook group and explained that her daughter mm-hmm. had been caught buying a vape at school for the second time, and that she was upset about it and felt like to solve the problem. Uh, or to curb the problem in the future that metal detectors should be installed so that vapes could not be on campus to be purchased or to be an issue on school. And this led to a fiery debate of comments between other parents, probably educators, teachers, different things of that nature, uh, some over 300, maybe more, to where she responded with a video of basically the exact same sentiment Again, explaining that her daughter had bought a vape for the second time, got in trouble for it, and was still explaining how metal detectors would be beneficial. Um, and again, th- this is just, it was just the, the conversation between people. And what I will say is this, there really wasn't any comments on there because there's always those few yeah. people who just like lambast somebody just because they think they're ignorant. There was people who just expressed their opinions and, and say so it was a fiery debate. And so it comes back to would metal detectors be effective versus the other side of the argument was, is this a parenting issue that a child has been buying a vape more than once? And evidently that has not been, has been not been addressed. I mean, I don't, I don't know if it's a, I don't think a metal detector is going to help. I don't think stricter regulations are ever really going to be your answer as proven throughout American history. And I, I don't think moving the tobacco age from 18 to 21 was a good solution that's solving anything. I actually think it's probably going to cause more cigarettes to be bought because the more you make something taboo, the more somebody who can't do it is going to want to do it. I think trying to teach people more of the negative effects. I've never done any kind of tobacco. <laughs> like I don't do cigarettes. Just I seeing, know what class you slept in. You know. <laughs> well, no, it was just like seeing my mom smoke cigarettes my entire life. Smelling them made me realize it's something that I've never wanted to do. You know, seeing my dad and the struggles he had with having to quit chewing tobacco is something that I realized that's something I never really want to do. I'm in the same boat, Cash. Both of my parents, believe it or not, smoked Vantage Menthol. And, you know, Just go ahead, rip, rip the Pink Panther I mean, out of your like, wall. I was like, like, my goodness. And when, I, when I see that now and I realize what that is, I'm like, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, and my brother and I, for one year when we were young, for Christmas, we said all we want is y'all to quit uh, smoking. Yeah. And my parents were like, Wow, we were going to give up our whole Christmas because we just want to see them stop smoking because we had watched videos yeah. and things. That, and that's where school worked. You know, it showed the well, side I effects mean, of it. You see the black lung, you know. Yeah, when like, they bring in the pig lung and yeah, everything, yeah. and one just fills up, no problem. And then the other's just like dying with like holes going already. through. I'm just like, ugh. <laughs> yeah. Like, what, what is going on? Yeah, so but, the scare tactic worked. But uh, so. Um, from a school standpoint, as a school administrator, I can speak from experience when it comes to all these debates. 
I went and asked an Olive Branch Police Department mm-hmm. about vapes and metal detection, this, that, or so on, and got some, did some homework on this. Um, believe it or not, the majority of vapes are disposable and contain no metal objects <laughs> in them. And so just by production standards, a metal detector would not detect more than 50% of the most common vapes mm-hmm. in we have available in our area. Well, and- um, so that hurts that argument for sure. Um, then you have to look at optics, okay? You know, school is a government entity, and yes, yeah. it is a school. A school is for children, and politics and optics and all that stuff shouldn't be in it. But the reality of it is, is that you live in an area, and she explains that she spends good money to live in this area because of good schools, and the, the cost of owning a home in this area is much higher. And a big part of that is because of, the of how good schools are. Um, if you put metal detectors in there, it's going to make that school look a little bit worse than it right. is. And for- that is just absolutely, that is statistically known. Yeah. Believe it or not, schools that have added metal detectors or some form of security that requires you to be checked or things of that nature, it actually overall hurts the school optics wise, all that. Makes things. you feel less safe. For right. No and so why does, even though you might look at it as, is that I think it's great it's there because it helps for, you know, prevent vapes. And that's what, that was your goal. But an outside person looking in, like, do I want to move to this area? Yeah, that's school over there. They, you have to go through metal detection to get in there. Why? Mm-hmm. Your first thought is possibly not vapes. You yeah. might be thinking, why? Is there a gun issue? Is there other kinds of like that? Maybe this is not the place I want to be. That could change things where, hey, that could diminish property value of an area if the school is deemed a place that's not safe since it's required to have metal detection. And so there's that argument as well. Not saying that's true, but it happened, but I'm just saying that is a valid argument. That's a real possibility. Then also, kids just going to school, it's going to take longer to get in there. It's going to be more of a hassle. Your line buildups are already bad. Things change. It's an expense to taxpayers. Mm -hmm. Um, Things of that nature. But here's the other thing. How many how many other things you know come through that, that does it help protect? So there could be some probative stuff to it. Again, that's a cost benefit analysis. You know what I mean? Is the benefit worth the cost? Is the time? Is what you're gaining from it worth what it takes to get it? That kind of stuff. Well, and also it's just like kids are going to get it. Like I mean, there's no way around it. It's better to try to teach a lesson or anything. Like I said, I was in middle school and in high school where you have 13 and 15 year olds with a can of dip. You need a legal idea to go buy it. And yet these kids are still walking around with it and their parents don't know they did. Correct. You know, they're smoking cigarettes. Their parents don't know they smoke cigarettes. So kids are always going to be able to find these things and it's not necessarily at school. So I I don't think that I, I understand the intention. I understand the worry, but trying to make it harder and not really making it that much harder, I don't think is going to be the right way to do it. No. And so here's the, here's the third part. I deal with discipline at my school. Yes. Do I deal with vapes? Yes. yes. Not much. Because here's the deal. The way you deal with the, uh, vapes in DeSoto County schools, we are actually pretty harsh on students who deal with vapes. Okay? It is what it is. Okay? The Soda County Schools has policy in place for such items. Even paraphernalia. Carrying a lighter is just as bad as carrying a vape. That's really? That is correct. It is important. Anything that's related to possible tobacco, fire, anything like that, that's a safety issue. Man. And so... Each school treats it a slightly different how they handle this. Because age levels, I mean, like if a kid brings a lighter up here because he was planning on using it for a candle, 
It's a difference in doing doing what's right and doing the right thing. Yeah. You follow what I'm saying? This is where you have parent conferences. This is where you have conversations with the kid. You work with counselors. You, you make sure the understanding is there. You understand the safety causes, reasons, things of that nature. And you make that connection with that student so they understand, hey, let's don't bring that up here next time, this, that, or so on. And if it's a kid who's bringing it up there habitually and having issues, then you, have, you add consequences. Yeah. But there is a way to work with it. And you infuse the parent in the situation. I know Lewisburg Middle School does a great job of trying to crack down on issues when kids want to bring vapes and other objects over there they shouldn't have at school. Just like every single school in DeSoto County Schools. Okay, I have friends at multiple schools throughout this state. Okay, over New Albany, Etiwamba, Oxford, all the way down to Aberdeen. I've got friends at all these places. Every single school has issues with vapes, smoking, tobacco. Guess what? Just like when my parents were in school, they had issues with smoking on camp. I mean, like, everybody's going to have this. It's just a new form of it. Yeah, now. It's like we've just been saying. Anytime you have something taboo that kids can't do, they're going to want to do it. I mean, there's just no way around it. So I'm not saying that's good. I'm not saying that we're encouraging it or anything. But you've just got to understand that there's just got to be consequences to those actions. So the number one thing that I got from the video... Okay, and which I respect this parent 100%. Yeah. You know, and she has her opinion and she has her right to opinion. And you know what? And her opinion is not necessarily wrong for what she wants. But what I am going to say is this the one thing that if I was in this equation as an administrator that I would focus on here is, is that the child has bought the vape more than once. Yes. Okay. And so the conversation or consequences or repercussions, whatever, for the first time did not successfully deter the child from a second time. And so, and so that's something where I would focus on making sure the child understands this is not something you want. You don't need to be buying. Was the, what was the process brought to communication to the school? Is the school effectively addressing the student that maybe bought it or sold mm-hmm. it? Things of that nature, you know. And so to you get the other half of the, the story. Because well, when you only hear the one parent's version of what happened, maybe there's more to the story. So I always don't like to jump on any conclusion because there are always two sides of the story and the truth is usually in the middle. Yeah. And so uh, to me, this is a situation where um, opinion, metal detectors would not be probative or um, not worth what they would come to the school. I think it sets a negative precedent. Not only that, I know the school was doing a good job trying to crack down on vapes. Like you said, kids are going to find things that are taboo. They think it's cool. They want to have it. It gives them status, whatever. Well, and, and find out why the kid wants the vape. Like- exactly. It's more about the supply and demand. Mm-hmm. You know, where is it coming from? That's where you need to target. Is there local gas stations that's selling it to kids that shouldn't be selling it? Then we need to be talking to police about that. We need to, you know, if they're selling it on campus, it could be a supervision issue. You know, where is it hey, happening in the parking it, lot? Right. Is it happening right. in and the so, and that's where if you games. let the schools know what's going on, they can correct it. Simple things, you yeah. know. Um, they're human, you know? And then the other part of it is, is that why is the student desiring to buy it even though they got in trouble the first time? Which is the big one. Which is the biggest one. So that is what you need to be focusing on, you know, like I said, supply and demand, you know? And so that's where we should stick our focus on this. You know, this is not an opportunity to bash the person or this or so on. She expressed her opinion. She received opinions. People were polite. And that's what I do love about this little page. Um, you know, it's respectful all the way through. Correct. And so Miss Ross, who created the page, did a fantastic job. And I think um, it's one of those things where it's we can become healthier as a community if we can share opinions and ideas and come into a common focus. And so I really appreciate seeing this, and I hope everybody got something out of it. And if someone still had 
some opinions that they want to share on this or have thought longer about it and have some other ideas that they think that they can solve this issue, go ahead, feel free to email us at theobpodcast at gmail.com and we'll be happy to talk about them on the next episode. Absolutely. And speaking of our next episode, that will be our last episode of the year. It is. Yeah, we're going to take two weeks off, guys, um, for Christmas, New Year's. Uh, we need to recharge batteries. Um, you know, we've got some uh, family stuff coming up. It's uh, pretty good for Cash and I. Maybe some big announcements coming up for the new year. Y'all be really look forward to hearing. Uh, so we definitely want to give you that little tidbit moving forward. Guys, the next story we want to talk about is not right here in Mississippi, but just next door to our neighboring state, Arkansas. And it is a crazy story that when I heard it, I was like, Cash, we got to talk about this. <laughs> um, a realtor and a, uh, created a group. His name was Grant Wise, and it's called the uh, $100 Tip Group or something like that. So basically... Uh, People would go to small diners, local areas, this, that, or so on, to look for people who maybe have had run into hard times, uh, things have been difficult, and maybe some people who you know lost jobs through COVID, whatever. And the goal is, is they identify people of need, they go to this restaurant, and they tip them whatever the group comes together to make a, you know, a giant tip amount to try to help the person, especially going into the holiday season. Mm -hmm. So they identified two waitresses at a restaurant called Oven and Tap, which is in Bentonville, Arkansas. And the two waitresses were there and the Grant Wise called ahead, found out the tip policy, let the owners know that they were going to be doing this surprise thing for two of his servers, things like that. It was all like that. It was all planned ahead. Everything was in good shape and like that. And when they got there, unfortunately, one of the waitresses had to go home sick. So only one was there, but the whole group went there and they had collected between online contributions yeah. and all the people together collected $4,400 to give the two ladies. So it'd be $2,200 each um, as a you know surprise tip to help them out through you know what's been a rough, rough time for them. They put it on video. It was absolutely fantastic. The woman broke down in tears. The group was so... It was it's a truly feel-good moment. You know, it's something you need, man. Yeah. And so, um, of course, they let her know what was going on, and they went outside and gave her the money. It's not like they gave it to her as a physical tip in the building, you know, all that kind of stuff. Did everything, try to keep it professional, yeah. not try to create such... Because you do work in a restaurant. Yes. You know what I mean? And, you know, and it's a big moment and so on. And so... You want to end the story right there. You're like, this is an awesome feel good. But sadly, no. The owners of the restaurant decided to um, tell the waitresses that they needed to take that $4,400 and turn it into the restaurant and collect their 20% of it and distribute the rest to bonuses to the other workers and owners. So, I mean, to which the waitress said, no. No, because... They said that was to us. They gave it to us outside the restaurant, this, that, or so on, and like that, to which they said, okay, and fired her the next day. And is Arkansas a right-to-work state? or So here's the, the kick in the pants, which I love. And so this went viral. Yeah. Within one day, Oven and Tap has received over 10,000 one-star <laughs> reviews between Google and Yelp and people are calling for people to leave the mm. restaurant, you know, don't ever support this business. This, they have basically, you know, committed, you know, restaurant suicide yeah. by this going viral. And it is unbelievable. The response they have created a GoFundMe for the waitress that was fired and which is doing well, the whole nine yards. I mean, this is an opportunity to change her life when she was going through so much struggle and they can her. Well, it's just it's just unbelievable. And it's just like you already 
treat your employees poorly, in my opinion, like a lot of restaurants do because you don't pay them a living wage and you're depending on these tips, tips yeah. from your clientele. And then you want to take 20% on top of that. So you're hardly even paying them. And then they're going to pay you extra for work that you haven't done. Right. Like, so here's the, here's the kicker. When they called ahead to ask about the tip policy, mm-hmm. the tip policy is there is no tip share. And so it should go straight to them. And- right. And so when the waitress explained that to the person giving the, the gracious tip and yeah. so on, the owner cited that as false, and that's the reason he fired her. Uh, I would like to know if the, the, where they signed it to for employment to where he's going to be able, or if this can turn even bigger into an unlawful firing. It, it's just, it's unbelievable. It, it's, it's really sad. You know what I mean? It's just, you know, you're, you're going to take away somebody's moment. And here's the thing. I understand that you want people to get a share of things and you want people to feel like this, but don't take away somebody's moment Yeah, and then fire them. I mean, come on in the holiday season, there's low is low. There's one restaurant I will not be attending and that is oven and tap. And that is right there in Northwest Arkansas. And it is a shame of something like this. And just, you hate to see, I'm assuming it's a small family owned restaurant just because it's a name that I've never heard of. But it it pains that you would try to harm your waitress staff yeah. for something like that. I, I don't know. I, I just we'll we'll see. You know, maybe they'll have a, a you know, for sale or close sign up soon, and it'll be you know more likely sooner rather than later. <laughs> exactly, guys. You know, something else that's a bad situation. Maybe you got some storm damage on a house, or your house is in blight, or it's bad. Just whatever. Maybe you want to call our guys over at Rodman Properties and maybe they just go ahead and buy your house as is and you can make some fast cash. Right here in DeSoto County, Rodman Properties takes care of you guys. This is not an international or national company that's just going to buy cash, you know, flip a house for nothing and, you know, make the value of your home. The community's bad. Nope. Right here at South Haven, Olive Branch, Hernando area, Abby and Spencer Rodman will take care of you guys. If you go to iBuyDeSoto.com, you can check out this amazing website that shows all the company does, which has property management, houses they do have for sale, as well as ones for rentals. And what there, there's an application process process if you're looking to rent one of their homes which they have several and trust me they are beautiful well maintained and it's one of those things where if you live with them you know in their company they're going to take care of you it's not a phone call you never hear from your landlord unless they want money it's one of those situations where you're going to be talking to somebody who cares about you wants to make sure you're happy and it's going to be a relationship you want to stick with for a long period of time so go check them out guys at ibuydesoto.com especially if you know someone or yourself that has a house that maybe they want to sell fast and get a great cash offer. We have Memphis great and pro football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce, who is going to be a featured speaker at the 8th Annual Fellowship of Christian Athletes Annual Fundraiser Breakfast. This event is going to be held in the future. We're talking about February the 24th at the Lander Center, which is a Thursday morning. Wow, cool. I, I've heard him speak many of times, and he is just one of the most motivational people that you're going to hear. And I hope he actually wants to get into coaching because I can see him doing some wonderful things. I bet. I bet. Guys, huge shout out to the Postal Service for keeping pace so far with all the package deliveries. We hope that your deliveries are going well and smooth. We've heard good things from several people. Please make sure you understand it is about to get real, real busy. And believe it or not, the Postal Service, as well as Amazon, everybody else, is actually understaffed. And so if you're trying to order stuff and you're trying to get stuff here with your Amazon, 
Amazon packages like I have about every day or your postal service, you better get it taken care of in the next couple of days because there's a good chance they will not arrive before Christmas if they're not ordered within by the 13th or 14th is yeah. what I'm hearing. And so, and just also be understanding, like, I understand that we want this and, you know, it's going to ruin Christmas if that gift isn't there, but try to remember what the Christmas spirit's about and it's going to be okay if these things come in a little bit late. Absolutely. Guys, we had an unfortunate incident happen a couple days back. A school bus collided with a FedEx truck. We say collided, T-boned it. Yeah. If you can see the pictures, it was on DeSoto County News as well as a few other outlets, especially on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, school bus uh, hit directly in the side. A FedEx truck pulled right out in front. Uh, there was a small amount of students on there, about 30. Uh, luckily, the bus was not traveling at a high rate of speed. No injuries were reported. And it was, uh, you know, like a small group going to a career tech. Uh, luckily, like again, no injuries. Everybody's okay. Uh, it just made for quite a scene when you see a school bus coming, you know, hit a side of a FedEx truck, a big it, box truck at that. Exactly. And the fact that more of things like this don't happen is just absolutely shocks me just because those school buses are not stopping with any kind of great uh no. safety no it's, it's just, just, it's, just a big, it's, it's a big vehicle you yeah know? so and they don't travel necessarily that fast but it's just it's obvious yeah. it was just an oversight yeah i'm just happy everybody's okay everybody's you know you can fix vehicles you can't you fix, fix people, people you know no. so well said guys the next thing on the list is mississippi state fire marshal's office is investigating to determine the cause of a house fire in lewisburg area that resulted in the death of a woman officials identified the victim of tuesday morning's blaze as shannon hudson age 41 hudson died in the fire that was first reportedly shortly after 10 a.m at her home which was 1894 highway 305 olive branch hudson was the niece of desoto county supervisor jesse medlin Hudson and another person were in the house when the fire broke out. The other person suffered some hand injuries when she tried to pull Hudson out of the home but was unable to do so. And sadly, she was treated at the scene. Firefighters from Lewisburg, ACI, and Fairhaven, volunteer fire departments, along with the Olive Branch Fire Department, responded to the call and were able to quench the fire before anything else happened. Which, that is more than enough. Such a tragic incident. And home fires, especially at this time, are just going to be a little bit worse because even though we had some rain, it's going to be a lot drier. Yeah, and it's just the holiday season. It's just there's so many things that go along with this. You know, you're talking about somebody's home that was there for Christmas. Maybe they had Christmas gifts, loss of life. I mean, I know Mr. Medlin. He's a great man. He has served the southeast corner of DeSoto County for umpteen years as a supervisor. I know this is a tragic loss for his family, and so we're praying for them. Uh, this is just a tough, tough time for everybody in that community. Continuing on with South Haven, the aldermen on Tuesday evening have approved the funding to expand the Bank Plus Amphitheater. I know we haven't had much news as they haven't played any music this year as they are switching over to different, I guess it's weird to say vendors, but people that are going to be bringing in different shows as we talked about earlier in the year. But the current 4,000 seat facility with a grassy area for viewing concerts is going to now grow into a 9,800 seat facility. Why they couldn't just get that extra two to make it an even 10,000, I do not know. But hey, they wanted to leave us a little bit of grass space so that we can get a little bit of cheaper tickets. They are also going to be doubling the bathroom capacity, which will be needed. Add new concession buildings, so might get rid of some of those food trucks that are always setting up there. They're going to add in 
air-controlled VIP lounge with interior and exterior seating, some new box seats for groups to make it a little bit more special, and add a commissary for better food and beverage distribution along with a cafe for the artist. New merchandise sales canopy, which is needed because I don't know if you've ever been to a show there, but it's sad seeing that. It is really sad. Row of academy yeah. tents going it's almost back like and a forth. Pop, it's just pop-up tent. Yeah. yeah, and so I think this is going to help it a little bit more. And it's also going to improve the convenience of the security, which is a bit of a hassle of going in there every once in a while because you've got all that traffic, especially now with all the extra foot traffic that we're going to have. So a nice little easier flow of more than the three zigzag much lines. Needed. Much, much needed. So, and I'm, this is going to be the catalyst which puts Silo Square on the map. Yes, I mean... People need to understand that. When you have a concert that's going to be able to have 10,000 people potential and the foot traffic to be able to go over to silo square for restaurants mm-hmm. you know cigar bar bar all these different things and the amenities in the area this is what's going to be you're talking about a, a major thoroughfare going to be great for south yeah. haven and basically all of the soda county and i bet you they're putting in those restaurants well not necessarily restaurants but just more hard located buildings so that all those food trucks can move over to the food truck area where you already have kind of some parking where they have the food truck friday to make it a little bit easier and get a little bit more variety out there. Yes, uh, Muscle White and South Haven uh, They're doing a really, lot. really have a plan in place. And when it fully develops, it is going to be an absolute treat for people to come to this area. The only thing that's going to suck is the people who have to use that area to, for their normal traffic flow yes. is going to be horrendous. I've already just switched everything to State Line or Church, and then maybe even a little bit further down. My wife works right there at the corner of Goodman and Getwell. Yeah. But there's, I mean, there's, you know, she's just gonna have to stay on Goodman East, and just if she goes south on Getwell, she's gonna get. It's caught. not possible. And yeah. it, I've already seen the stoplights come up on the bridge. Those are, I don't know if they're fully working, but they were just green, and I was just like, oh no, this so, is gonna be a disaster. He, he, here's my, here's my scenario of worst case scenario. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Friday or Saturday night school event at Desoto Central High School football it's game, a, a football, baseball, whatever, right? could be state playoffs, yeah. could be basketball, whatever like that. You're talking, you know, 500 cars there. And then you've got the amphitheaters playing a big show. And then there's there's Snowden baseball yep. playing behind it. Chick-fil-A just doing Chick-fil-A Chick-fil-A things. being Chick-fil-A. And then the soccer fields, if they've got practice or games going like that, you're talking about four major events that are going to have over 100, 150 cars at each one of them. Some, you know, you're going to have 150 cars? No, 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 that's, no. Just a, that's just a soccer, the baseball, uh, and the high school. And then you can go throw in the 500,000, 2,000 cars. Or more, they're going to be at the amphitheater. Well, I'm saying that high school is going to have a lot more than 100. I mean, we're talking about 1,000 cars. Possibly. You know, more, possibly. More Either way it goes, we're talking about so many vehicles on one four-lane road. With stoplights And galore. a walk path. Yeah. I'm just going to put it in perspective. And it has three lights in that general vicinity. And Goodman and Getwell is already a cluster. I mean, then you got that Sonic backup. You've got <sighs> Kroger shopping. Like I'm just saying, like... It's going to happen. It's what a burger to- added to the mix. Yes. Like, I mean, it, it's going to be rough. Uh, I mean, it's just going to be bananas. It's going to be bananas. You know, something that's not on that road, which is surprising. Hmm. It's like that. The gas station. No, I mean, you've, uh, well, yeah, you don't really, because you got there's not, not until you get to Kroger, which is a gas station at Kroger or the corner. And then there's one on all, church. And all the way down to church. Like, like that. Wow. That is, that's a little shocking. So, I mean, you really look at it like, so. It's going to be something, man. I mean, like it, and there's not a lot of places, and there's only Nail Road, yeah, to cut you through, or you have to go through neighborhoods. Ooh, it's going to be rough. 
It's going to no, be rough. Man, that, that is a weird perspective to look at it, but I hadn't even thought about that <laughs> right. one. I was sitting there going, what could be worst case scenario? Because my son plays soccer yeah. there at Snowden sometimes. And I was sitting there thinking, yeah, if I'm sitting here, because we go over there and we play we play Saturday nights, right? Mm-hmm. We have games tonight, you know, at the indoor facility. And then, but when it's on a hot day, we play, you know, there on Saturdays. And then I was like, wait a minute, Snowden plays baseball year round, basically. You know what I mean? Uh, and then you go, well, look, DeSoto Central is going to have baseball playing Saturday evenings or, you know, Friday nights. And then we'll have a concert. I was like, oh, this is a, this is catch 22. Yeah. This is going to be impossible. Uber, here I come, <laughs> you know? So, yeah, I mean, don't be surprised if somebody comes up with some kind of business of a shuttle. Yeah. Imagine if you can park at the school, pay the school a small fee, and they shuttle you over to the area or something. There's got to be a opportunity for somebody yeah. to think about something like that. I mean, you're not wrong because getting shuttled to and fro, especially some kind of different Uber, like a Uber shuttle bus or something, like there's going to be real opportunity. Now, I don't know how you work out something with a school, because with well, government, I doubt you could do the school and like that. Because you know, I mean, that's really entity. the only big parking. That's a huge parking, but that's not a big enough parking lot to handle an amphitheater deal or anything else. I mean, like, I don't know. There, I know there's some blank lots. Maybe somebody gets smart yeah. and puts one in there where it's a private parking. I mean, look, every time you go to a Memphis concert, how many times do you see private parking you pay to get into? Uh, What's the everywhere. difference here? What's the difference? You're, I mean, so to me, this is a golden opportunity. Now, this amphitheater is going to cost nearly $10 million, and it is going to be funded. Shutching. <laughs> is mostly going to be funded by an excess fund balance and through a bond insurance, said South Haven Mayor Darren Musselwhite. The city has paid off larger amounts of general obligation debt the last few years and now has available conservative debt capacity. And we are also hoping that some things like Tanger and other things that have had tax-free breaks are going to stick around and start paying a little bit more in taxes. Guys, Guardian Title, a primary occupant of the Magnolia Grove building on Getwell Road near Nail Road, has relocated into the building from a previous location. Other businesses welcome to the community are now open are I Need Coffee and Sushi Now, which are located on the main floor of this building. Top Shelf Grill is also a bar and restaurant that occupies the top floor, which features an enclosed and, and outdoor dining area for, with views of Snowden Grove Park and nearby Silo Square. Yeah. My wife have driven by this place a whole bunch of times, and we are dying to get up there and check it out because it is the only rooftop any type of public access for any type of entertainment in all of DeSoto County. And I've seen some of the photos that the Top Shelf Grill has posted, and I don't know how the food is. Like you said, maybe that's something that we're going to have to try out and let the community know how the food is. But that view is to die for, especially when you got a nice little sunset. Oh, my goodness. It looks like nothing else. So I want to know how they're going to handle it. Like if I'm Snowden is playing music one night, think about if you could just hang out up there and get new drinks, food, listen to music yeah. in there. The amphitheater is going to be loud enough. You might not see the, the act, but you can listen to the music. Yeah, you'll be able to listen to it, no problem. You know, I don't know. I, I need to get up there. I want to check it out. And I'd, I'd like to try sushi now because I haven't been real happy with all the sushi here in DeSoto County, being honest with you. I've gone to Hernando. I've gone to South Haven. And there's some places that have sometimes good, but it's not consistent. In my personal opinion, the fe- the best sushi joint in all, in all of DeSoto County really is right here in Olive Branch, and that is Osaka right there at Hacks Cross. Man, it's just... I'm so tired of going to sushi places where when they give you a roll, it's like the size of a dime, yep. maybe a nickel. You go to Osaka and it's like a 50 cent piece to a dollar size. You know what I'm saying? Like there is, it's more than a single bite. And that's what it's supposed to be. And that's not all about you know more bang for your buck. It's just it seems to be a better flavor. It has a really cool variety, you know. And yes, they should be paying us royalties for what I'm saying. <laughs> but anyway, I'm just saying it's my favorite no. sushi go to place. I go to a little place called Naru off of Airways. Absolutely fantastic. Can't give them enough praise. 
it's just one dude and he's just sitting back there, whole restaurant and just a nice little guy who'll come out to the table, chat with you, make sure that your meal's going all right. That sounds all right to me. So like you said, hey, maybe we'll just hit up both one day and let everybody know what these new restaurants are all about. I think we should. I think we definitely should. Now, Cash, what's this about a big settlement that's going to be affecting Mississippi in our area? Well, what you are talking about is DeSoto County and its cities will benefit from a settlement that was reached with the Mississippi Attorney General Lynn Fitch and three opioid distributors, as well as Johnson & Johnson, a leading manufacturer, Amerisource Bergen, Cardinal, and McKinson, will be required to establish a centralized independent clearinghouse to provide all three distributors and state regulators with aggregated data and analytics showing where opioids are going and how often they are going to to each location in order to eliminate blind spots in the current systems used by distributors. They will also be forced to use data-driven systems to detect suspicious opioid orders from customer pharmacies, terminate customer pharmacies' ability to receive shipments and report those companies to state regulators when they show signs of diversion, prohibit shipping and report suspicious opioid orders, prohibit sales staff from influencing decisions related to identifying suspicious opioid orders, and require senior corporate officials to engage in regular oversight of anti-diversion efforts. A lot of this is due in a part that Mississippi has had a massive opioid problem over the last couple of years, which led to this uh, reason we were suing all these companies 10 years ago, so it's finally coming to fruition. Johnson & Johnson is also going to be having to stop selling opioids for approximately 10 years, not fund or provide grants to third parties for, for promoting opioids, not lobby on activities related to opioids, and share clinical trial data under the Yale University Open Data Access Project. Mississippi's share of both of these settlements could mean a maximum of over $203 million to Mississippians over the next 18 years, and DeSoto County will be eligible to receive approximately $700,000 of that. Among that, the potential maximum benefits are for Hernando, $135,000, Horn Lake, $199,000, Olive Branch, $333,000, and South Haven, $476,000. Again, that is over the next 18 years. And even Olive Branch Mayor Ken Adams made the following statement. The city of Olive Branch is not a party to the litigation. However, in order to maximize the amount of the settlement, the attorney general and defendants are seeking participation from all Mississippi counties and municipalities with a population over 10,000. The higher the rate of participation, the larger the total settlement. All cities and counties in the state have incurred direct and indirect costs associated with the opioid crisis. The settlement funds will be paid out incrementally over many years and will help offset a portion of these costs. All cities, just like many families across the state, have been impacted by the opioid crisis. It has harmed families and required services of first responders to assist those with medical issues and abuse issues due to opioids. The settlement is seen as a way for the pharmaceutical manufacturer to return a portion to our community due to this damage. We will use the funding to strengthen our city and help provide resources to our outstanding first responders. And that was again said by Ken Adams. And I would just like to add that no amount that these pharmaceuticals pay us will ever be enough. I, I don't even think this comes close to putting a dent into them, but it is nice to see some kind of retribution for the harm that has been done to our community. It's a drop in the bucket. It is, it's not even that. It's, I mean, like, like it, I don't even know if it made a clink sound when it hit the bucket. Um, yeah, I mean, yes, it's nice that they're going to be able to use this money that they're selling, but how many people's lives have been destroyed? How many people are dead? How many people have lost loved ones? Uh, all due to greed, 
uh, from pharmaceuticals and things. It's just it's a it's a disgusting uh, trait that our pharmaceutical companies have gone to that the greed is so so strong that they would do this to where ruin people's lives. I mean, they've made a couple of movies here recently talking about this very thing. The final and- season of a great show called Goliath uh, yeah. factors almost around this case with, with how it ends up being attacked. Right. And I'm, I'll look up the name and I'll put it on social media, but there is a, a, a new blockbuster movie. This either just come out or is coming out that talks about this directly about the recklessness and the greed of the pharmaceutical companies and the people behind them uh, for all this money and how it destroyed so many people's lives and so many people lost. So we'll try to put that on social media as fast, you know, as fast as we can this week once you're listening. But again, we want to give you all that update. I know that was a lot of information and cash. I appreciate you reading it. Um, but it is, uh, it's pertinent to our area and I'm, it's very nice to hear Ken Adams, our awesome mayor respond and, you know, put it in a light to try to help all citizens. And that's uh, why we love this area. Now guys, that wraps up our news for this week. And I know that was kind of a long winded one. So let's get to something fun. We're going to go to our fact of the week, and that is brought to you by Rob Long of the DeSoto County Museum, which is located in Hernando on Commerce Street, right across from the Area 51 Ice Cream Shop. They are open Tuesday through Saturday and have numerous exhibits for your viewing and learning pleasure. Do not miss out on this. Guys, the thing we're going to talk about today has a exhibit you need to look at. It's an amazing little case, and so let's get to the little note. The award-winning DeSoto County Museum has a display case dedicated to the outstanding athletes of Olive Branch area including Cully Rickard, who grew up in Olive Branch and went on to play Major League Baseball with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Miraculously, his batting and throwing arm was almost amputated as a child due to a bizarre accident when when one of his siblings threw him into a bale of cotton, which dislocated his arm in numerous places. At the last minute, doctors decided not to amputate his arm and which led to him having a full recovery and a prosperous career as a major league athlete. Also displayed in this case is the basketball and football squads of the now defunct DeSoto County Agricultural High School in Olive Branch, which was founded in 1911, which turned into what we call today Olive Branch High School. Go out to the museum and check this out, guys. This is truly a truly cool history. That's going to wrap up the news portion of our show. And if there's anyone that is willing to join the OB Podcast family and do a little bit of advertising with us and help the community grow, we would love to have you. And feel free to email us at any time at theobpodcast at gmail.com. But now we are going to head over into a little bit of basketball and some little high school football news with our sports section. are you looking to start renovating? Well, North Mississippi Dumpster is the local business you want to contact. All you have to do is head over to DeSotoDumpsters.com. You'll be able to find all of your pricing and sizing needs. They're open seven days a week and have fantastic prices. They carry 13 and 20 yard roll-off dumpsters that are in great conditions so you don't have an eyesore sitting in your yard or on your job site. They service DeSoto, Tate, Marshall, and Tunica counties. So visit them at DeSotoDumpsters.com or give them a call at 901-299-0916. Are you tired of an unimpressive lawn or need some help from a local professional to get your yard the way you want it? Look no further than Master Lawn for your weed control and fertilizing needs. Master Lawn has been serving the Olive Branch community and surrounding areas for over 25 years and is ready to add you to their long list of satisfied customers. Contact them today for a free quote through their website, www.masterlawninc.com or call 901-250-0873.
Let's go. Welcome to OB Pod's post game show. All right, guys, we're definitely into our sports section, our post-game show, as we like to say. And we've got a lot of exciting news, not just basketball, football, but several different things. First thing we want to talk about is we want to say a huge congratulations to Olive Branch High School and Center Hill High School. Both schools brought home state titles in the dance competition this past weekend, where Olive Branch won state title in the small squad for hip-hop, and Center Hill won the double title again in hip-hop and game day divisions. Congratulations to both those teams. That are huge honors. That puts, I think, the Olive Branch is their first state title in division, and that puts Center Hill over 15 state titles in some form of dance division. That is impressive numbers. And another example where Olive Branch is king when it comes to one of those sports. Absolutely, and bravo to them because that is just absolutely phenomenal to keep asserting dominance in something like that. And Center Hill also is starting off strong in wrestling as they got their first wins in school history, 42-12 against St. George and 42-12 against St. Andrews. So bravo to that, Zach, for trying to bring this nice little wrestling program to fruition. I'm only giving you credit because, well, of where you stand in the school. <laughs> yeah. Well, Derek brought it up last week on the show of how wrestling has something completely new to Soda County. Mm-hmm. And this was Center Hill's very first time winning anything. And I figured those guys uh, they deserve a, a shout out. You know, a little shout out. Uh, Coach Miller is doing a great job. And so really, really appreciate uh, the efforts the new program's making. And, uh, you know, like I said, they got their new mats in. They had the new giant wrestling mat, which is all black with his red sing- red Ooh, uh, rings in it with the good. CH. It's sharp looking. And uh, it, it's really impressive. And so it's great to see kids have another outlet and they're already showing some signs of success. So, again, congratulations to Center Hill Wrestling. Yeah. Now, with football still reigning king in the South, we want to give a huge shout-out to Nicobe Dean, formerly of the Horn Lake Eagles, now with the Georgia Bulldogs, as he wins the Buckus Award again as the top linebacker. Uh, this is probably extremely rare that a, he win the same award for high school and then win it again in college. That's uh, quite impressive. Congratulations to him. Uh, you know, he's already come back to the community. He's given like $10,000 back to, to the school over there. Uh, you know, he's just he's just one of those kids. I mean, he's super smart. He's a double major. Uh, he could possibly go into medical school. And then he's also the most ferocious linebacker in college football right now. Yeah. I mean, like... Yeah, truly a missing link and just a great, great, great steward of our community. Really, really appreciate it. Congratulations yeah. to Kobe Dean. Yes. And we also want to let everyone know in the community, we're just going to kind of zip through the uh, first and second teams of Mississippi for anyone that was in DeSoto County. So your boy, Zach Wilkie of Hernando, first team offense. That's right, guys. These uh, these football selections for our local community are pretty, pretty awesome. Zach Wilkie was, in my mind, the number one quarterback in the state. Even though he did not win Gatorade Player of the Year, it was given to another quarterback at Greenville Christian. I was about to say, I'm going to assume a little bit closer to the border as we've had our difficulties. Yeah, with, uh, it's a, another example of where politics probably play and play. Uh, Wilkie had better stats all throughout. Uh, the other guy was more of a run style quarterback, um, you know. So, just hey. congratulations to Zach Wilkie because yes. he's already put on his Southern Miss garb and looking forward to his next step, and uh, has a nice Division One school picking him up and doing have a great future. Yeah. Second team offense is Trey Lynn Oliver of Olive Branch, who set his own school record earlier this year. So nice to see him continue have more than just one game to get second team offense in the state. 
Now we're going to move on to first team defense as we have Aaron Bryant of South Haven and Dylan Williams, both of South Haven, as they led that ferocious defense all the way into the second round of the playoffs. And second team defense is Dylan Boulard of Horn Lake, Rashard Daniels of Horn Lake, and the punter of Center Hill, Eric Covington. Three time. Oh, three time. Got it. He's also the defensive end. He's six foot five, <laughs> 275 pounds, and he kicks the ball. Well over fifty yards consistently as a punter, and he's a side. He's a rugby style kicker. Oh, I, I would love to see him just pull it down one time and then just well, run he, it. And well, say, he plays quarterback. He was the backup. He was played quarterback. For oh, it was that season. guy. He was that guy. How y'all didn't do more fate punts than I will never yeah, know. I mean, he's something special. But uh, it looks like uh, he's uh, he's receiving a lot of attention and offers from Central Virginia colleges in the area, and so he will be able to continue his football career. And we're very happy for him. Awesome. Now that was all six A and in five A. It looks like a late corner. Bonanza as their second team offense is tight and Jordan Martin offensive lineman Jose Hernandez athlete Telvin almost and they also have second defense Kamarion Franklin long snapper Ryder Burns all of Lake Cormorant there you go well guys let's move on to our basketball scores and I have to say it's been a kind of an up and down week for our area schools some good some not so good uh, but we'll start off with our boys with Olive Branch Olive Branch defeated Horn Lake 76-64, to and five conquistadors scored in double figures and was led by Darren Davis with 18 points. Yeah, as soon as you have 76 points, it usually is going to take a village, and they definitely did it. Congrats to Jalen Tyler, Caleb Hunt, Terry Joyner, and Landon Jeffries for all going over that 10-point mark. DeSoto Central recently played uh, South Panola and won 61-46, and then played South Haven and lost, sadly, 95-46. to South Haven, for losing its best player, has turned into the juggernaut of basketball all of a sudden. They are quite impressive. Uh, Coach Wilson is doing a phenomenal job. Congratulations to them. Yes, your school center Hill has been playing a pretty tough schedule as they lost to Whitehaven 62-52 to with Deshaun Dunn putting in 22 points. Alas, he didn't get much help. And then they also lost to MAHS 67-45. to So I went to that game. This happened last night, Friday night. That was right there uh, in northeast Memphis and uh, in a small little gym. Uh, the place wasn't bad. You know, the, the neighborhood was less than desirable. But, hey, you know what? There was no issue. Uh, the only difference here is is that the officiating was definitely a little geared towards one way and very strict. Both games were over 45 minutes longer than an average game Whew. because of the amount of whistles blown. Uh, amount of fouls um, but the reality of it is is that Center Hill is kind of in a struggle uh, Center Hill beat this team at home handily earlier this season and then loses 67 to 45 uh, you can you can gather what you want from that and understand what I mean when I say it was ugly we did not have our best night but it was definitely not a 67 to 45 night uh, it was definitely it's definitely a struggle to watch and to see this kind of situation. I, I really, really, really struggle when you see officiating that seems one-sided. Mm-hmm. It wasn't as blatant as I've seen in the past. I mean, I've seen some really whoppers. But there was a lot of times where you just see kids who were just being called for absolutely nothing or the wrong officials making the call. That's what drives me that, crazy. That's the one that always it, gets me. Positioning of officials. There's three officials on the floor in basketball, okay? And each one of them has a target area they are supposed to really officiate and call. And when the, the guy who's directly under the bucket doesn't call anything – when there's two guys going for a rebound right in front of him at three feet, and the official who is behind the midcourt line, 
on the side. Is they would see through the other seven people. Call to, a foul that was not within line sight because he was being blocked by the person getting the rebound. Yeah. And it just the people in the even the crowd for were were like, Wow. You know, like you know, like really? You know, it just it was eye opening, it was tough. Because you know, here's the deal. Coaches will keep coaching. The season will keep going. Guess who gets robbed? The kids. The kids do. And I don't understand any profession that it's okay where you can sleep at night when you know you you fixed it or you made it harder on a certain group of kids because they're kids. You know what I mean? I understand the whole life ain't fair deal, but you're supposed to be better than that. And yeah. so that, that's what I struggle with. Don't mind losing. Don't like losing. But it needs to be we lost because we got beat, not because we lost because we lost to eight instead of five. It, that's could, the reality. I couldn't agree with you more. We're going to move on to Lewisburg as they lost to Lake Cormorant, 78-68. to Joe Nelson had a terrific 18 points in the defeat. And then, unfortunately, Lewisburg lost to Oxford, 65-51, to as Noah Jorgensen put in 15 and Josiah Nelson added 13. So, Lewisburg has a good bit of spread the wealth to yes. whoever step up. Yeah, well, Lewisburg was on a hot streak, and they've lost a few games here recently, but I have a good mind to say they'll rebound and get back in the hunt. Uh, you know, it seems like everybody's kind of got a lull. Trust me, it's okay to have bad basketball right now. You want to have your best basketball in, in January and early February. And so we'll just let's get, this, let's get the ugly out now and then get the good stuff coming back. We're going to move on to the women, and we're going to start off with your school, Center Hill. Unfortunately, they also lost to MAHS 72-60 to with Jariah Rankins putting in 27. So this game here is a real struggle because we were actually winning the entire ball game until midway through the fourth quarter. We were actually winning by double after the first. Um, and slowly but surely, again, uh, you know, things started falling apart. Officiating kind of got a little squirrely. And as I was telling my companion that was with me, I said, watch this. You'll see a complete reversal of how calls are made and how free throws are done and everything. And sure enough, by the end of the game, it was very evident which way it was going to go. But I do want to commend both teams. It was the most impressive free throw shooting I've ever seen at a girls game, much less any basketball game. I think the shooting percentage for free throws had to be in the 80 to 90% for both teams. It was that good. Wow. And we're, several times girls were fouled past three-point line, and the girls would make all three free throws. Bravo. It right? was I very mean, impressive. It should be easy, but as we've even seen in the NBA and women's college basketball, it's not necessarily it's not. the easiest thing in the world to do. No. And Miss Rankins right there, she shot several free throws where it only touched the net. Every single time, Bravo. not even touch the rim. I mean, it was impressive. So, uh, you know, she's got to work a little bit on her uh, her attitude. She lets some emotion get the best of her on some plays. But overall, she did a fantastic job with 27 points. And like I said, the team is getting better and better and better. It, and that didn't stop her from having another fantastic game against Whitehaven at Center Hill. Beat them 57 to 39, and she had 21 in that game as well. Again, when she she can when she can play a complete game and without any issues like that, she is a formidable foe and uh, a great basketball player and so again they're they're working in the right direction we're going to move on to DeSoto Central as they beat South Panola 50-41. to As Janiah Jones had 16 points and Interia Hazlitt had 15. 
Then DeSoto Central also beat South Haven 51-31, with Amaya Richardson pulling off her own Janiah Jones impersonation, having 10.6 rebounds, 5 assists, and 5 steals. That's a lot of work there. Man, those kind of performances are just jaw-dropping. They truly are. They are. Let's move on to Lewisburg. Uh, the girls sadly dropped a game to Lake Comrade 55-3-3. This was down to the wire. I was watching Twitter. They were down to the last few seconds. Tried to make an effort to get a bucket in to tie or win. It didn't go down. And so it's a tough loss for the girls there. And then Lewisburg did defeat Oxford earlier this week, 46-36. to And Allie Carroll led Lewisburg again with 24 points. Half the point total just by one person. Just keep feeding the beast. Let them know if you can't stop it, we're going to go right back to it. That's it. Love when the game plan can be that simple sometimes. Then we had Olive Branch to finish us off as they lost a surprising one to Horn Lake 57-50, to even though they got 16 from Rima Piggies. This is kind of a real shock to me. Um, I didn't think Olive Branch would probably lose to anybody in the county. Mm -hmm. So um, Horn Lake evidently has a couple of really good players. I talked to a coach over there uh, just last night. He has a girl in his class, and evidently she is a speed demon with the ball. Evidently her speed with the ball is really difficult to handle. And in girls' basketball, if you have a girl who can slice to the bucket, even if she doesn't make it, she's going to draw a lot, lot of attention. attention and a lot of fouls and change to how a defense works. Um, because, again, that's kind of how Olive Branch works, too. They're you know slice and dice offense, move the ball around, attack the bucket, draw, draw fouls, feed it out for threes, things of that nature. Uh, really good defense. And so I think Horn Lake just was able to just have a really good night. Uh, and came away with a W. Really surprising, but I wouldn't be surprised at all if Olive Branch, if they played again, got the W. I'm right there with you, and I think they will probably be playing again and we'll be able to see a much different score. Olive Branch did play Collarville in a very heated match of some... Olive Branch also played Collierville in what was a heated match that they won 60-56. to Cash, this was at the FedEx Forum, by the way. I was about to say, like this is a big-time game. And maybe that's how they lost to Horn Lake, just a little bit of emotionally drained from a previous game. Yeah, uh, I talked to my coach Owens over there at Center Hill about, you know, hey, they're playing at FedEx, and evidently she had the invite to go play there as well. And they say it's a great environment, but uh, FedEx makes you bring your all your own basketballs, all your own gear, and like, so you basically treat it like a home game away. It is quite a chore to make it happen, uh, but it's great for the kids to ha get that environment. Sadly, her scheduling didn't work out, but I was happy to see at least one of our mm -hmm. schools was able to make it up there. Played a tough opponent, Carville, who's uh, salty in basketball, um, which you know I have no love for that area for multiple reasons, as we've heard. And uh, so, congratulations, extra from Ob Pod for <laughs> Ob Ob winning that basketball game. And they did it on the backs of Addison Howe and Rima Piggies, who combined for over half of the Lady Quisador's offensive output. So congratulations to them again on that win. Well, guys, that kind of wraps up our sports section, and we hope you enjoyed all those stats, facts, and talking about those kids. A reminder, guys, we are going to be taking two weeks off. Next week will be our last episode of 2021, and we're going to have a great one for you. It's going to have a lot of cool stuff, some good uh, facts of the week, some other interesting things going on. But, of course, we've got to have Cash give us uh, some updates and maybe some new gambling lines and a new pick for Monday Night Football. 
football. Hopefully a week off was able to refresh his Jets and make him understand that he has been on one of the most god-awful losing streaks <laughs> there has ever been. And this week, I feel confident that his pick is going to be solid and a money-making machine. Cash, take it away. Well, it almost takes talent to lose as many as I have in a row. This is I, true. You would think flipping a quarter, you would be able to get it at least once every while, but no. But so, like you said, you know, recharged, did a little bit of extra studying, and uh, I hate it because it it almost feels too easy this week. But the Arizona Cardinals are minus two and a half points, so they got to win by a field goal or more against the St. Louis Rams, and they are, I know, the L.A. Rams, but to me, they're still just a good old St. Louis. Amen, brother. And they even just won a lawsuit, the city of St. Louis, against the old uh, owner, I forget who his name is, in L.A., but we only got to win against a field goal. We're getting Kyler Murray back. DeAndre Hopkins looks phenomenal. This Arizona defense is fantastic. There's no real easy way to attack them. Matthew Stafford has been complaining about arm injuries. They're still trying to find a way to make Odell work in this offense. It's just not clicking. They don't have a run game. Arizona is by far and away the number one team in this. The only thing that makes it a little scary is it is a division game. And those are always kind of wonky whenever you're playing. Anything can happen. But... Arizona, by far and away, this should be set at about six or seven points. So it feels like we're being gifted a whole lot. Just go ahead. Don't overthink it. Slam the Arizona Cardinals and let's get on a winning track right before Christmas. There you go, guys. Put that money out there and go make some dollars. I think Cash is on something here. Maybe this is the beginning of his winning streak instead of his losing streak. But (laughs) as always, guys, if you enjoy what you listen to with us, we hope you'd go listen to our partner or brother podcast down in Hernando. Remember last week, Derek joined us and he is a co-host for the Under the Water Tower podcast, which covers the Hernando area. But also, like us, they do some cool facts and history and some really neat things about the developments of their town. They're getting a new Starbucks and several other big news going on in their community. And so if you enjoy this kind of stuff, they're a great podcast to check out as well. That is called Under the Water Tower. Guys, as always, we hope you've enjoyed our show. And if you have a few minutes to give us a positive review on iTunes, we would greatly appreciate it. It really means a lot to us. We haven't had one in a little while. Um, You know, we've been having so many strong early in the year. But, man, if you're somebody who just hasn't taken a minute, go ahead and do that for us if you're a steady listener. Go to iTunes. Give us a five-star rating, a little friendly word. And, heck, we might even mention you on the show. It means a lot to us. But other than that, guys, we're going to call it for this week and get ready for our last week of 2021. And so I'm Zach. And I'm Cash. And we'll see y'all next week.